0: Hello, my friends, it's Andy and Hattie I'm coming to you live from your Belinda, California. How are you, my love?
1: Good on the Living Fearless Devotional Podcast. Look <laughs> the <has a> title <laughs> of our podcast for people that are tuning in.
0: Okay, oh. <laughs> what is this up here? What's that saying?
1: ResurrectMinistry.com. That's where you can find all of our content, not only past shows, but also the Fearless Band podcast that Andy does to raise godly men. And uh, the Christian Post articles that I do and Remnant Rising that we do for his glory. You could also drop us a comment. we love to hear from you directly. And if you wish to donate, you could always partner with us for a a donation of any amount. We'd be so blessed. Or a dollar. I said donation of any (laughs) amount. That includes a dollar. (laughs) Right.
0: Whatever is good. Whatever is good for you. Um, We are reading from, oh my gosh, why does it do that? You got to figure that out. Um, Morning by Morning from Charles Spurgeon. A great devotional. I'm really enjoying this devotional. Yes. You know, it, it's, it's good to get away from, um, uh, well, not good to get away from it, but there was a lot of healing with Smith Wigglesworth.
1: <laughs> Wigglesworth. Like every other story
0: was him healing like a gaggle of people. Yes. And um, so far we haven't had that. I wonder if Charles healed anybody. Do we know that? If he was a healer? Was he gifted with the, the gift of healing? I don't know. Hmm. So far, we have not had that. We have not. But we are here for August 18th. This is a doozy. It is. This is. Uh, this kind of scares me a little bit. Yeah, so, it
1: should. As it should. It's a little frightening. That's exactly. <laughs> and it was our conversation today at, at dinner.
0: Oh yeah, that's true. Hey, um, one thing I want to make sure in, and tell you before we get started, and that is that you need to comment as say you're hi. watching. Say the hi. An
1: emoji, the hand emoji.
0: Yes, uh, uh, you can put in your own thoughts about what it is that um, the, the devotional brought to your mind or how God was speaking to you during the uh, reading of the devotional, and then comment on what we're talking about, whether you think that it's something that uh, makes sense to you or if you need more from us or if you need prayer um, or any other random squirrel thing you want to put in the, in <laughs> no, the comments. we get.
1: We get squirrels. <laughs>
0: yes. All right. So uh, for August 18th, uh, the reference here is Jeremiah 5151. 51. Good thing it wasn't 5150. Yeah. Because that's a completely different. Okay. Um, 5151, Jeremiah says, we are disgraced and shame covers our faces because foreigners have entered the holy places of the Lord's house. Mm. Wow. Already, already starts off
1: with. That's the tone he's setting. <laughs> Prepare yourselves, folks. All
0: right. There we go. Charles says in this devotional, in this passage, the faces of the Lord's people were covered with shame. For it was a terrible thing for men to intrude into the holy place, reserved for the priests alone. And all around us, even today, we we see a like cause for sorrow. Consider how many ungodly men are now being educated with the idea of entering the ministry. Mm. And what a crying sin is the lie of being imposed on our entire population that they all are included at least in some small way, in a national church. There's an editor's note that's in parentheses, and it says, Spurgeon is referring to the fallacy of considering everyone in England Christian simply because they have a denomination known as the Church of England.
1: Can you imagine if they thought that now in England?
0: (laughs) No, I can't imagine. Charles goes on. How fearful it is that holy ordinances of the church should be forced upon the unconverted, and that even among the more enlightened churches of our land, there is such a lack of discipline. Mm. If the many people who read this devotion would take this matter before the Lord Jesus today, he will intervene and avert the evil that will otherwise come upon his church. To adulterate the church is akin to polluting a well, pouring water on a stove or planting stones in a fertile field, May we all have God's grace to properly maintain the purity of the church as a true assembly of believers, not to mention, not a mention or an unsaved community of the unconverted. Our zealous work, however, must begin at home. Hmm. May we examine ourselves first as to our right to eat at the Lord's table. May we make sure we are wearing wedding clothes ourselves, lest we become intruders in the Lord's sanctuary. For many are invited, but few are chosen, and small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Oh, for the grace to approach Jesus in the proper way. With the faith of God's elect, he who struck down Uzzah because of his irreverent act of touching the ark is very je- is very jealous of his two ordinances of baptism and the Lord's Supper. As a true believer, I may approach them freely, but as a foreigner, I must not touch them lest I die. It is the responsibility of each person to examine himself, searching his own heart before being baptized or coming to the Lord's table. And uh, he says, uh, uses the scripture, Psalm 139, 23, that says, search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts.
1: I read that this morning in my prayers.
0: Did you? Mm -hmm. What a coinky-dinky!
1: Look at that!
0: (laughs) Not so much a coincidence. (laughs) Wow! So I need to hear what this seems to be right up your alley. You like this kind of stuff? I I do. So what is it that uh, (laughs)
1: comes?
0: What is it that comes to mind? You know, that's interesting because we were listening um, on my truck when I when I get into it. uh, Sometimes it just goes to this Christian station. And we, we hear some discussion and the, 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 uh, discussion, you know, funny enough, when we get in the car has to do with this lady who left Islam and became a Christian
1: yes, and
0: was struggling with, yes. uh, with you know, faith. maintaining her faith in Christianity and, and not going back to Islam. And I thought how funny, cause every time I hear you talk about Islam, I go, what's the attract, I mean, what could be possibly attracting her? And, and her, some I'd of it may be- family. Oh, family. Yeah. I was thinking that, that. That sometimes people it's like a a battered woman, and it keeps going back to this husband that keeps you well,
1: know could be like that too, like,
0: <laughs> syndrome. yeah, like she can't yeah. get out like that. she for some reason that is
1: she seemed to imply culturally like it's mm-hmm. hard to leave the community wow. when you grow up in the community, it's very hard to leave, it's truly a blessing when the Lord burns the bridges behind you because i I think she's missing her ties to her community.
0: Wow. So in relationship to this devotional with, uh, so, what comes to mind?
1: a lot of things. The parable of the, of the wedding supper and how um, the guy who attended had didn't have wedding clothes on and then the man took him out and beat him. <laughs> you know, uh, tied his hand and feet and threw him out. Uh, that's what the Lord will do to us. You know, and it's just, I, I, I find it fascinating that Spurgeon is talking about a nation and people coming into ministry that don't understand holiness, that just think that, you know, they're gonna come into the job of ministry and make a career out of it without thinking of the sanctity. And we we're, we're just spoiled because in the time, in the, this day and age, like Uzzah, uh explained that when we get to the scripture, uh, was struck dead from touching the ark. But now, since we have the holy temple uh, inside of us, people aren't as concerned even though Paul says, don't grieve the Holy spirit by your actions, people do it all the time. Mm -hmm. And we don't realize we kind of, we're almost like bratty children. We're just kind of like we're saved and we've got the Holy spirit and and nothing can take me out of God's hand, you know, and just kind of abuse it, right? Abuse it. And so he's calling us to that sense of reverence that God is a jealous God and he's an awesome God. And he, uh, God will not be mocked.
0: Or it's like there's something about maybe in the community or maybe a guy's trying to, you know, date a girl who's a Christian and goes to church just because he wants to date her. And he And he walks around and kind of gets caught up in the whole thing, but really is never saved, never gives his life to God, never uh, sheds the old man, uh, but continues to walk around. That at some point it'll lead to disaster probably for sure the relationship
1: (laughs) well that's what our friend Andrew last night was dealing with Hmm. uh at church yesterday the young man sitting next to me oh really yes he seemed very burdened so I asked him I was like hi how are you what's going Um, on so he proceeded to tell me this life story and the struggle that he was having with the new girlfriend I was like was she a believer and he's like well I brought her to church and she accepted Christ and he's like but it's been a battle He's like, I I can't get her to come to church voluntarily. She complains when I go to church. She's extremely depressed. And I was like, well, you know that there should be a transformation that you see when somebody receives the Holy Spirit. They should, you should see change. And he says, yeah, and she's not changing. And it's just, I feel like she's pulling me away from God rather than wanting to come with me towards God. And that's why I prayed that prayer over him that, you know, Lord open the doors that only you can open and shut the doors that only you could shut, you know, to give him wisdom and discernment to know, because spending a, your life with somebody w- when he's a hardened, you know, a very spirit filled believer, choosing somebody who's faking it mm-hmm. is just going to make their lives difficult for both for the both of them, Yeah, for the both of them. And so it, there's something to be said for the fact that in the old Testament, even though they often disobeyed, there were very strict commandments about keeping God's sacraments holy. And that's why in uh, the commentary, Jim was talking about the, like, for example, the baptism and communion are extremely holy. You should not partake in them if you are not sincere. Should I read that? Uh, you mentioned no, it. Yeah. So
0: that All right, Jim, uh, Reitman is the editor of this version of uh, Charles Spurgeon's "Morning My Morning," and he says, "Not only are unbelievers not to partake <laughs> of the... What's that?
1: Oh, I thought we t- we said are you going to read it, and I said, "Oh no, we don't need to." And you're like, "Yeah, okay." And then you-
0: yeah, I'm going to start reading. Not only are well, you brought it up, so I felt like we should we should read. It. Not only are unbelievers not to partake of the holy ordinances, but believers are as well are to approach God in the proper way. For example, Aaron's sons offered unauthorized fire before the Lord. So fire came out from the presence of the Lord and consumed them, and they died. That's from uh, Leviticus uh, 10, 1 through 2. Um, Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place of the blood of Jesus, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Amen. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think we, we discussed this, uh, you know, a couple devotionals ago, how I have come to realize how important it is to be equally yoked with the person that you begin to date and then eventually marry. Um, You know, (laughs) <laughs> I've had a little bit of experience in that area where we weren't equally and It doesn't work out. Um, and I, I feel like, gosh, I just wish I'm sure somebody had told me and I just ignored it. That's probably what happened. You know, probably somebody said, you know, I need to find somebody that's, you know, a good Christian girl. And then you need to be, you know, in the, in the same walk, in the same at the same time and, and work towards getting closer to God as a married couple or as a, as yes. a couple, um, that, that's uh, not happened until, you know, a, a couple years ago. Um, But it just, it just is so true. Yes. That I just want to remind, you know, those of you that are dating uh, and those of you that are married and maybe you're not equally yoked. I mean, this may be the time that it's just, you got to try to find a way to, to make that
1: happen. I think if you're. Well, there's you I mean, that's up to the Lord. Yeah. So. That's but, true. He, but nonetheless, it's still um Our marriage to Jesus is first, Mm. so all things must emanate from that. the 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 Lord is a jealous God, and He expects to come first, no matter
0: what. When you say that, it just takes me back to a time where I could not, I could not figure that out. (laughs) Like, like, no, I'm supposed to be first. Uh, Uh, How how can you put somebody else first? It's not somebody else; it's God. It's God. God (laughs) first. It's not somebody else. um but uh i love that we both put god first it's amazing but it it just not did not make sense prior to my relationship with god having a true relationship with god again that's the that's the whole difference between everything is that you know walking around around as a christian man in the church pretending that you're religious and all that kind of stuff or being just religious and not truly being a man of god um will get you really nowhere Mm -mm. and it might catch you on fire
1: yeah. <laughs> lest you die.
0: Which essentially is what's happening when your life is falling apart. Marriages yes. are falling apart. Business is fine. You've essentially caught fire.
1: Just like Adam and Eve. Mm. He says, don't eat of the tree lest you die. So they didn't, they didn't die a physical death, but they died the permanent death. Mm. Because they no longer could spend eternity in the garden. They fell to earth.
0: Would you say that that quite possibly is what happened to our friend Glenn? Is that he was this, he... He was a Christian, believed in God, but wasn't wasn't doing what God had asked, what what is in the Bible. He wasn't following God's word. Then he ended up in prison. His life Oh yeah, fire. I mean,
1: a lot of the, if you see the prodigals, what mm. we call the prodigals, the kids that grew up in the church and are now running around, their lives look like really bad train wrecks, mm. and that's that's because the Lord's chastening them to come back. If they didn't, if if you grow up in the church and you turn away from the church, so you grow up enough that you have God in your heart, you know, you believe these young people for the most part do have um, the Holy spirit or, or know Jesus. If they don't have the indwelling, but they know Jesus. When they walk away, the Lord doesn't let any that it belonged to him leave. And so all of that turmoil they go through is to bring them to their knees. So they come back. Can you imagine if they left and life was glorious? Mm. How would, how would all these prodigals return? Right. So, you know, they have to feel uh, and it's not God that's torturing them. God just lifts his hand of protection off of them and lets the world destroy them. Until Mm -hmm. they come back and realize the importance of having God in their lives.
0: I just want to say hi to Iris. She says, hi, everyone. And how was your back?
1: I am feeling a little better. I actually got a prescription strength Advil, like ibuprofen, and it's been helping. Thank you very much.
0: It wasn't my back rub the other night.
1: Did I get a back rub? Yeah, I gave you a back What? I understand. Well, I gave you the. the... You mean we put the cream on? Yes. Oh, I didn't realize that was a back rub when you no. put the cream on.
0: How did I put it on if I did it back?
1: Okay. <laughs> okay. Cream application is not what I call a back rub, but I get you. let's go to the scripture (laughs) (laughs) let me go to the scripture we've got some awesome scripture. we
0: can but you know what I just wanted to say one thing you know anytime I hear this part of the bible in regard to the ark it always reminds me of Raiders of the Lost Ark and uh, I I understand that there was quite a close representation of the ark in Raiders of the Lost Ark including the angels that had their faces covered Oh, so they nice. didn't see I don't remember god yet. yeah and then when they opened it they all and they all melted when they got open because they weren't wow. supposed to open it there's a lot of yeah okay okay let's go <laughs>
1: <laughs> exodus 26:33. hang the curtain from the clasps and place the ark of the covenant law behind the curtain the curtain will separate the holy place from the most holy place any of you have taken the time to read through Exodus and Leviticus, there are lots and lots of rules in there. Mm-hmm. Sometimes just very hard to follow, but this is just one of those.
0: Is this where the Muslims kind of got stuck? Is this The curtain? Yeah, the curtain in the holy place with that big black box that you guys had to go to. Is that, <laughs> is that different? They're totally different.
1: Really? Totally yeah. different, but I can see the same concept. Maybe mm-hmm. when Muhammad read it, he's like, a box the curtains bring the box yeah. oh my god i'll make a Kaaba. yes
0: and nobody can look in the, the box yeah right Un- unless they're but they
1: do go in the box
0: hmm. Hmm. only special people though right
1: only special people,
0: yeah. yeah so many rules matthew 22 11 through 14
1: and so this is a portion of the parable of the wedding supper but when the king came in to see the guests he's hosting the wedding supper he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes he asked how did you get in here without wedding clothes friend The man was speechless then the king told the attendants tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth for many are invited but few are chosen and Mm -hmm. it is such an example of the church today and our pastor is quite bold and he knows that he says things that are controversial to some And so he said the other day, he's like, you know, people are telling me, oh, my God, look at that so-and-so pastor. He's fallen out of the faith. And so many people are falling out of the faith. And he says, yeah, so that's, you know, that separation, that sifting, the separating of the wheat from the tares, the Lord promised it was going to happen. The great Mm. falling away has already begun. And so uh, Spurgeon also makes this point, too, that it's better that they don't enter than come in and corrupt the church. Mm. And so now we have so such like doctrine of demons going around in the United States and everywhere from people just profiting from uh, teaching a false gospel. Well,
0: do we want to go to? Uh,
1: no, we could just go to G. Samuel.
0: Okay. Second uh, Samuel six,
1: seven. Then the anger of the Lord was aroused against Uzzah and God struck him there for his error and he died there by the Ark of God. And this is also a very interesting story. So Uzzah was responsible for taking care of the Ark, but he was not a priest. He was a Levite, but he was not a priest. And so he was not allowed to touch the Ark. So King David's idea was when they were gonna transport um, the ark. They were going to put it on a cart, mm-hmm. and because they put it on the cart, it wobbled. It was supposed to be on the shoulders of the Levite of the Levite priests, and he came up with this idea to put it on a cart, and so it wobbled, and Uzzah touched it, and God struck him dead. And there's this commentary about how people thought that was a really severe punishment, but others are saying it was because of the just the casualty and the lack of respect that the Israelites had gotten to the point with the ark and by striking down Uza, very similar to a scripture in Acts about striking down that couple that um, didn't give their tithing uh, account properly, is that the Lord is showing by example to everyone else that what he says is holy is holy. Mm-hmm. And my law is just, and I, and I will exact justice for my law. And the thing is, is that in our lives, how merciful he is when he exacts the justice because he's correcting us if he leaves you without correcting you then you walk around falling deeper and deeper into sin without the ability to correct if you just if you just ignore the call Hmm. and so it's really in god's mercy to be like listen you you're going down like we do with our children you're going down a destructive course please get back on track right
0: 1 Corinthians
1: 11:28 Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. Again, another practice in a lot of churches I know it was a practice in the church that I attended a couple of times was new believers came in, they never mentioned as Jack does every sermon every time we do communion that if you're not a believer do not partake of communion, but they would do it as a way to like attract people into communion. Mm-hmm into the church as being like, oh, kind of like the wailing wall, write your wish down and set it up on the wall. They're thinking that community is something like, okay, make a wish to God and drink the cup and eat the wafer. It's like, no, this is a holy sacrament, you know? Uh, So
0: it's kind of reaffirming your acknowledgement that Jesus died on the cross.
1: And and, And gave his blood and took his stripes for us to be redeemed.
0: And so, if you don't believe that, then you shouldn't be doing that.
1: Yeah. No,
0: so important, you know. And again, you know, I don't know. I've ever heard that in the Catholic Church. I, I think that maybe once in a while they said, "Well, if you haven't taken communion," I, you, I think
1: in Catholic it's even yeah. more pronounced, right? Because if you if you sin, you sometimes can't take communion.
0: Hmm. Yeah, but as a little kid, I was I was young. I was busy looking at the walls while they're in the. It was repetitive. Oh my God! Every message was exactly the same. Oh, really, I mean, every well, I'm sure you changed something, but so much of it was the repetitive of
1: oh, the liturgy, yeah,
0: oh. so, yeah. get on your knees, stand up, knees it's like Sit peace. down, stand. yes. I was like, I was exhausted
1: <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a
0: workout. from the up down. And uh, once again, some of you guys joined after I uh, made this initial uh, announcement, and that is to comment, say hi, like Iris did, see, Iris. I had to put a, a, a put an h in her name iris um see she comments we respond back it helps us it pushes it out so other people can see it just get on and say hi we would appreciate that or let us know what you're thinking about this particular devotional and some of the topics we're talking about because some of it was um you know I, I, convicting it was convicting but it was also that i just think about how poor of a christian i was in those first 20 or 30 years <laughs> Guys, <laughs> just like going oh man this dude just,
1: repenting but you repented and wiped yourself yeah he just looking no. down
0: i go another one another one that runs around telling people he's christian doing everything wrong
1: <laughs> not he isn't listen he, isn't he merciful what a merciful god we have oh my gosh
0: <laughs> so merciful that he loved
1: you to stay to stick around
0: and just when i thought i was the worst of the worst and then he got that guy named glenn who tends to talks about what he did in prison and the things. And then that, then he finds God and says, uh, I repent. Forgive me, God, for I am a sinful, horrible man. And then now he's written books and he's out there street preaching. He's on fire and yes. a good way on fire, not a bad way on fire. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? There was something else in here that kind of jumped out at me. Now I got to think of what it is. Um, That's 19. Oops. Sorry. I went, I went to tomorrow's um we are disgrace. shoot i'm so sorry i can't remember what it was i was going to talk about I, I i i was my brain is just blown away that you don't remember that i was rubbing your back and i just completely lost it
1: applying ointment is not a back rub <laughs> what full stop
0: oh i know what it was it was about this whole thing about the church the national of church, church of england um you know it spursion was, it was, it was like the late 1800s right about the time that he yeah. was living, um, what what do you have any idea? I, I was just I, whether you know or not. I don't sure, I'm not sure. But where is England at as far as the church now? Is it is it like Canada where it's multi atheist? Do you have do you?
1: Yeah, I mean the the national they still it's more ceremonial. Hmm. The national church, the church of England and now I mean they have so many Muslims and atheists and non believers that the idea that they were all um, Christians um. E- that there was a national church where all all of uh, the citizens were naturally Christians. That's a fallacy today. I, d- I don't think there's anything even similar to that left today.
0: It's so crazy because uh, you know I I love watching the med- medieval times types of movies and things yes. like that, and you have the Protestants and the Catholics and the Christians and everything that was about the different faiths. And don't there was Christians like either. there was like no. No other type of war. War was all based on the others, you know, the hatred for the other religion, um, the other denomination, what have you. Um, and now it's just like, that's all falling away. Like it's all, do you think some of it was because of it just, it seemed to always lead to war that they finally said, you know what, we have to.
1: Oh, no, I think it was power that led to war and they used Christianity ah, as the seem like used, a, same in Islam. That's why I it married was, you. Was... <laughs> yeah. It was an excuse to fight for territory. It had nothing to do with God. Mm. God doesn't tell you to go and massacre other people to steal their land. I guess not. No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, love. I I want uh, to um, alert people to your uh, article that came out today.
1: Um, At least our viewers are probably not going to send me hate mail, but there's a lot of really nasty comments. Are there? Yeah. I tried not to read them. He tells me not to read them. And I know I shouldn't, but I did cheat and read a couple on. Yeah. Why are you doing that?
0: I know. Um, So just going back to that, uh, going to the article, first of all, um, why don't you tell us a little bit about it, about what your article was about?
1: Well, it was important for me. I wanted to lay a timeline. I wanted people to understand as Trump's been saying, and a lot of commentators have been saying coming after him means that they're coming after us. And so I tried to create a timeline of the chain of events that have happened to people around him so that people understood that he represents certain values. Whether he's a good symbol of that or not, I, that, is, that is debatable. But the point is he represents conservative Christian values. And so what they're attacking and it's systematic. What what they're attacking are people that represent what he represents. He's just the tip of the spear. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted to lay out how uh, insidious it is that they're coming after an entire segment of the population and how deeply personal it was for me, because I was very involved in building those same programs that they're now using Um to weaponize against the the American people, a portion of our population. It was never intended. It was always directed at foreign threats. And it's now being entirely retooled to talk about disinformation. Folks, in America, in the Constitution, we have a right to spread nonsense, stupid things, uh, things that we think are true but are not, uh, that are unpopular, that are bad, that are mean, we the only thing we are prohibited from doing is um, inciting violence and there must be an imminent threat of violence. That's the constitutional standard. That's the Brandenburg test that you could stand up and say all kinds of nasty things. But if you're not telling people to get up and kill someone, then you could say that. And suddenly they've retooled counterterrorism programs to say disinformation is a crime. Disinformation is not a crime. Mm -hmm. Saying lies, that's not a crime either. Unless you're in a certain segment, if you're lying to a court, lying to a federal officer, lying in a a court proceeding of any type, that's a crime. Otherwise, it's not a crime to lie. As stupid and ridiculous and misleading as as it may be, the fact that they're going after a whole segment of the population for spreading disinformation is, is a horrific, it's a horrific development in our country.
0: Just imagine how many people would have been um, carted off to jail from the 1970s and 80s who said that countries were going to fall into the ocean within 10 years or by right. two thousand right. two. the year you imagine
1: 2000. We, we, we <laughs> stuck people in prison for that.
0: Yeah. Be I mean,
1: people, yeah, it's really a tragedy that we, we become so thin skinned or so um, Uh, violent. So, I mean, it's just so hostile towards differing opinions. I was telling Andy that I I watched the concession speech of Liz Cheney the other day. I was horrified that here's this woman who I knew of, I mean, I knew her, I actually had worked with her sister um, and her father, uh, but to listen to her talk about how she makes it her life mission to make sure that Trump never serves in office and that he does not. And the people around him, like the, the her implication was that they are threatening democracy and they're trying to ruin our country. And I will never let them ruin our country. I'm like, like first of all, who appointed you to be Ulysses S. Grant's granddaughter? You know what I mean? Like, she referred herself, she compared herself to Ulysses S. Grant and she compared herself to Lincoln and it was, but it was just, it was hostile. It was truly hostile to the party she's a part of.
0: The, the seven people that were in the audience. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Sorry, I got on a soapbox there. No, but
0: I mean, it, but it's so important because it, it, there is a large focus on Christians here in the United States. And I think that's what was really important uh, that I, you know, take away from your article is that that that's one of the, uh, the additional targets yes. of um uh, of demonizing Christians
1: demonizing because
0: it went because they know what it is that they can say about us that is the thing that they think is going to hurt us, but we tend to you know just let, it's like water off a duck's back you know with us because we know we're not racist we know we're not um white supremacists where we know all these things and we just look at them like what, are, just, you, are just, you are I'm you just okay calling
1: a bunch of <laughs> Uh, yeah. Calling a bunch of Mexicans, Blacks, and Middle Eastern and Asian people white supremacists is just ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah. What was it? Uh, uh, the man who ran for governor for California. Uh, the, the he comes to our church. Uh, Larry Elder. You call him Larry Elder a white supremacist. That was the big attack while well, he was running. He was a black man, in case you don't know. <laughs> and he'd come, he'd come to our church and he'd say, yeah, they're calling me a white supremacist. He goes, look at me. <laughs> I look like a white supremacist. So but they they just, it's, it's such blind hatred. And and they just despise anything, anybody that does not go along with what it is they're saying. The, and the, the, just one last point on this. And it's what I've been trying to warn people on all the different things that I do on the different shows that I do. Is that they, they, the, the, the moderates to the Christians, moderate left to the Christians, it's the people that are beyond the moderates, but it's the far left who are the ones that are making most of the noise. And the moderates don't realize, who are kind of rooting them on and kind of okay with it for now, that they're next.
1: Liz Cheney. She's not a moderate. She's not on the left. Right. You know what I mean? She's not a moderate on the yeah. left. Yes. And and I, I love what uh, the commentator from uh, Hoover Institute. That's very smart. Like suddenly his name is escaping me. Oh, yeah. Uh, but he was saying he's like his, the left hated her father, not only demonized it, but ridiculed him. And he was basically like almost shoved out of office mm-hmm. and their family underwent a lot of hostility. And for her to be the one um, taking up this torch. Is is
0: just crazy
1: shocking. <laughs> Unbelievable. It is, it is. And I was telling Andy, I was like, I you somebody's paying her, somebody's holding her kids hostage. I don't understand why she would do this. Because again, at the end of the day, she keeps talking about conservative values and, and our and God and we're a blessed nation, and this is America, and demonizing the people that are on the same side as, as her. And so what I tried to lay out is that beyond Trump. There was General Michael Flynn, a great Christian, a great patriot who served this country with distinction and with honor, what they did to him, what they did to the Supreme Court justices, which are also all Christians, what they did burning down pregnancy centers, what they did during the riots, even in the BLM times against government buildings and court buildings, but it's the hiring of new IRS agents, which most likely the targets are gonna be churches and religious organizations and other prominent um, Christian individuals, what they're doing on social media to censor them. This is, this is way beyond Trump.
0: Yeah. As Christians, um, what are your thoughts on what our, our response to all this should be?
1: I mean, we, we stand strong and courageous, mm-hmm. right? But our help comes from the Lord. Look up for your redemption draws near. (laughs) And we never have despair because we know God upholds us with his right hand. And he's in control and he is on the throne. And he predicted, we have the assurance that everything's happening according to plan. This was all foretold. We expected it all to happen. We just have to stand. As Ephesians says, stand. When you can no longer stand, stand again. (laughs) Just keep standing. (sighs) Oh, I love you. Oh, thank you. I love you too.
0: <laughs> I was just one last thing I was thinking about. The CDC came out with all these new things that said, yeah, you don't have to stand six feet apart anymore. And the mask, oh. you don't need, you don't, don't worry about it. And if you're sick, it's still, it's okay. You can go back to school and go back to work. Oh, and that, that vaccine, you don't have to have that anymore either. Oh, this. Is yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I have an old email in my head. I'm going to write, I'm writing to school. Is this a, you know what? Now, now do you believe the parents that we're all there saying the exact thing that the CDC is now saying wow. we I just say we've been saying and we've been telling you that nothing of none of this works. Every study that we read, none of it works. And so it's kind of like this. They spend so much fighting us because we just want to say, but show us where it says that this is necessary and that never, never. But they want to scream at you and say you're killing people and all this kind of stuff. Never but you've not showed us where a study has been done that shows that any of this stuff helps and not once did they ever do it. So it's just another extension of how we just have to, we just can't, um, we can't let it affect our faith with God Yeah. and moving forward. And we, they, one last thing that pastor Jack talked about last night was that the um, in Afghanistan, 22 Christians, I believe were beheaded. And he said, you know what, all they had to do was say that they,
1: Jesus was not God.
0: Jesus was not God, and they could have they could have lived, and they wouldn't have cut off their heads. And they said, "Faith." That is some faith. <laughs> that is some faith.
1: And Jack was talking in the sermon last night was really awesome because he was talking about things that murder your faith. And he's like, "Does that sound like strong language?" It actually is strong language. I'm glad <laughs> because at this time when people are scared and people are stressed out. You run towards temptation, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be shopping, drinking, partying, uh, pornography, whatever it may be. He's like, do not let the devil tempt you. But remember, at the end of the day, you walk there, you make those choices. The devil can only tempt you. He whispers to you, but we all, there is no temptation that God did not provide a way out. We just have to take the way out. And
0: don't forget that some of the most beautiful things are from Satan.
1: Yes, (laughs) they come in beautiful packages.
0: (laughs) All right. So uh, this didn't take such a dark turn, but I just want to make sure that I think along with the devotional, that your article kind of goes kind of hand in glove, where you have to be aware of what's happening and and not get caught up. And people say, I don't want to get talking about politics. I don't want to, it's really hard to avoid what is happening. You it's have to kind world. of be aware of what's happening and understand what the truth is. And of course, uh, the, the, the only truth is what's right here in this book, right? And just, nation
1: will rise against nation kingdom right. against kingdom. Men's heart will go cold. Yeah. There'll be lovers of money, lovers of self.
0: Well, I always say one more, one last thing, but it's okay. like, this you is, is like, one last thing, it's like the fifth last one thing. Um, I remember early on when I was doing the devotional, and this is before you joined me that, um, you know, people were praying for the country and this was before, you know, the election in 2020 and people were emailing me and texting me and they we're following you and we're praying and, you know, but it doesn't seem like this is working and in, and, and all this kind of stuff. And I was saying, I, but keep praying. I mean, continue to pray. It may not work out. And then, and then some people got mad after the election and said, oh, yeah. we were, did everything you told us to do. We showed up and elected. And they said, it's, that's, that, but we still did what we were supposed to do. As Christians, we are to continue on our path. We could be taking rocks, we could be being tripped. we can uh, all but continue to move forward. Don't fall into the trap that the devil wants you to do and that is to give in and to say, well, you know with all this still happening regardless of my prayer, regardless of you know what it, what it is that I'm reading on a daily basis, that's still happening happening. Yes.
1: Yes. That's good. Bad news, folks. Bad's (laughs) going to continue to happen. It only gets worse. And have joy. Have joy. In all things. Consider it all joy when you suffer.
0: (laughs) And see, because people like Robert says things like this. He had a little problem connecting, had sound, but no picture. Sad because you are so good looking. Of course, he's talking to me.
1: He is. (laughs) Most surely.
0: Uh, and it was a most excellent Bible study.
1: Yes. Wasn't it yes, Kate? Okay. It was yes, awesome. It
0: was awesome. Uh, yeah, last, last night was so good. We didn't, we don't have a chance to go on, uh, go into last night's cause we'll end up on for another hour. But, um, I, I just, uh, thank all of you, um, all the time. I think about you guys all the time and just think how how great it is to, whether it's one person watching or a hundred or a thousand, it, it's the opportunity to, um, read his devotionals, go through them with you. Now you're going through them with Hedia um, just is been life-saving um, for me and just life changing. Amen. And I just so thankful. Some of the, it, it, you know, like I said before, we yeah. are often on here laughing and smiling and having a good time, but um, that's not to say that bad things are not happening. They, they happen. Um and I mean, like our dryer. We've had a tough time with our dryer shnugs
1: Don't talk- <laughs> it sounds ridiculous. It's exhausting, but it sounds ridiculous.
0: <laughs> you know, but things happen with kids and ex-, ex people that were in our lives and things like that. But um, you know, it's the, the difference is got. You know, it's just it's it's just an amazing difference.
1: Yeah. I'm have trying to find one life. of the um scriptures that he was saying that was Oh, um, your words are found. So, of course, Pastor Jack's ultimate advice was to hold the scripture in your heart and to make sure that you know the word, that even if they were to take all of our Bibles away, uh, we would have Mm, the scriptures burned inside our heart, right? Um, Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. And then after that, Your words were found, and I ate them. And your (laughs) word was to me a joy and rejoicing of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. I read your words and I ate them, like. And actually, Glenn was talking about that today on the on the on the interview, and he was saying that they literally, a lot of them literally, would soak it um, in water and eat the pages uh just because of what they believe to be the the holiness of the words you know and uh, the way pastor jack interpreted it is that i ate it up like i just devoured it because Mm -hmm. i wanted it etched in my heart
0: yeah in the uh comments i put a link to hedia's article so click on that and read through it and then you may want to comment uh something positive (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh yeah. You want to leave a nice message? That'd be great.
0: I think the Christian post likes the engagement that it gets when they when they have people that don't
1: Yeah. Don't maybe I I think they don't read them. I'm just hoping I'm pretty that they sure. don't pay attention. To you don't maybe? think that don't Mr. Uh, what's his name? Dr. Land.
0: Dr. Land is not is not reading them.
1: I don't know, maybe occasionally, but yeah. he, he gets some pretty ferocious responses to his too. So <laughs> you're
0: in you're in good company. Yeah. Uh and Robert said nope. Hmm. Uh, I don't believe them. All right, anything else? <laughs> anything else, my love? Should we tell people about the Edify app?
1: Yes. Hungry for the word delicious.
0: <laughs> Jan okay. French, how are you, Jan? How
1: are you, Jan?
0: Um, Edify app. E d
1: i f i dot a p p Edify e d i dot <laughs> e d i f i edifi.app we are part of the edify christian podcast network download subscribe it would be a great blessing to us yes for sure
0: all right my friends we love you guys thank you for spending this time with us like i said earlier it just blesses us and just gives us this time together and i i really do love this time together not only with you guys but of course with hedy it's awesome even when days sometimes are a little bit difficult this is where we kind of regroup rebooted reboot all right we love you guys Take care. God bless. Take care.